Maybe a second sip is in order. Good evening to you. It's Saturday, January 13th, 7.18 p.m. I am delinquent in streaming the post game to you guys. I apologize. We, we, I don't know if you, if you pay attention to this feed, you may have gotten notifiers that a, uh, another, a different form of post game was coming. You probably didn't know that, but it probably just said, okay, Boiled Sports is going to post something soon. And then it said it again. And then it said it again. Jay was trying his best to get a post game up. Uh, we tried to do things a little bit different because I was at Mackey Arena this afternoon, this evening. <coughs> and, um, yeah, we, we had some technical difficulties. That's all I can say. And so we're going to try that again sometime. But uh, it didn't work out. Uh, we apologize for the false alarms. Hopefully this is working. I really don't know if this is working. I don't see anybody in here live yet, which is unusual. But the it is dinner time in central Indiana. It's 719 here, and all of a sudden I feel like I need to cough, which is excellent for you guys. Um, anyway, so Purdue is now 15-2, and two, and we do have somebody live. Thank you. H and astronaut here. How are you? Um, appreciate you being here. If, if it's an audience one, it's you and I talking, that's good enough for me. So um, Purdue is now 15-2 and two after beating Penn State, handling Penn State uh, by 17 points, and I've got lots of thoughts of it. Live Johnny on the spot guy, uh, in person thoughts. Um, I had truly excellent seats tonight. If um, I think you can see on the uh, on the image that I used the thumbnail that was actually taken from my seat, and then I put a stupid picture of my face. I'm told that's supposed to do something for getting people interested. We'll see if it does. We'll see if it works. My face probably doesn't make people too interested. I was sitting in the fourth row uh, behind Penn State's bench. Thanks to my pal, Ed. Thank you again, Ed, if you're listening. Um, had a great time uh, watching our Boilers uh, handle their business. Again, a business-like game. We've seen this this year. Uh, my thought on the game is that Purdue can play just much better basketball. But for about five minutes, they played basketball about as well as you can. We'll talk about that five minutes, how important it was, and some other things. But before I do it, let me thank... Our pals at Home Field Apparel, head over to homefieldapparel.com. You can get a shirt like like this one, just to prove it to you. See, I've got a block P right there. Um, it's under my boiled sports uh, gear. Can't get the boiled sports gear there. Uh, we haven't picked that up yet. But go over to Home Field Apparel, get, a, get some Purdue gear, get some classic looks. Uh, really, really comfortable stuff. Uh, I was freezing today. Home Field Apparel was near and dear to my heart, literally. It was so cold. Uh, in Westlockhead, I got out of the car, uh, walked to the, the walk to Mackey was blustery. It was rough, honestly, and it's going to get worse the next two days. These are the days in Indiana that I complain a lot. Um, but the things, honestly, that one of the things that keeps me going is the fact that Purdue um, plays basketball in the winter. It's one of my favorite things, and um, hopefully you feel the same way. Uh, but anyway, if you enter Boiled 23 at checkout, Get a discount. Get a 15% discount on your first purchase. We've got to do something about that code. 23 is no longer in vogue, so i got to call those folks and make, make sure we're still good. Um, also, when you're on campus, head over to AJ's on Vine. AJ's by the, by the fire station. They will treat you well. Um, we, I had Jordan, who was our waitress last time. You can see Adam. You can see uh, Jake there. They are great, great people. Great place to grab a bite. TV's on the wall. This time of year, there's always a game playing. 
Go over there. What's holding you back? EatAJ's.com. Order ahead. Get your get your food ordered and then just sit right down. Take it easy and make an evening of it. Um, so Purdue, uh, like I said, is 15-2. And Purdue wins because a couple reasons. Number one, Zach Eady looked like Zach Eady again. He was a absolutely dominant force. He had a, he had a very interesting dunk on my end of the court where uh, he ran the floor well, uh, late pass, I think, from Smith, where uh, and he caught it um, pretty close to the hoop. His momentum was taking him pretty far, but he, he, he took off a little extra in the dunk, uh, held on to the rim a little bit longer. And uh, uh, that, I think, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that is in that magical five-minute period where Purdue really won the game. Purdue went from, I think it was the nine, no, I think it was the nine-minute mark. I might be wrong. I might be right. But there was a five-minute period in the first half where I think it's from the nine-minute to the 16-minute mark where they just absolutely devastated Penn State. It was a 27-2 run, which is pretty incredible in itself. Um, doesn't matter who you're playing. Uh, but I have some thoughts on Penn State and what they look like to me in person uh, from behind from behind the bench. Um that's an interesting team to watch. It was like watching a team that, uh, and maybe I'm not paying enough attention to college basketball, and I don't think that's the case. In fact, I've watched a lot of college basketball this season, but I didn't recognize one face, one name, uh, anybody on the coaching staff. I, there was not one person that was recognizable. Very weird, very unusual. They look like guys that play basketball, except for one guy. You probably know who it is if you watch the game. A guy named O'Boyle. Uh, poor guy. I mean, like, he doesn't fit the bill for the stereotypical basketball player in, in 2024. Um, and on top of that, he's wearing a long sleeve shirt that doesn't fit him very well. Just kind of, like, out of place. Way out of place. Uh, looks like he hasn't seen the sun in a while. He tries hard. Uh, he had a hard assignment. He came in. He had to guard some pretty tough Purdue players. I think at one point I saw him guarding uh, Edie. Other time I saw him, uh, he was guarding Gillis. Uh, he, he, rough, rough assignments, rough assignments. Purdue played well, uh, but they did not play an exceptional game. They played an exceptional five or six minutes in the first half. That was the difference of the game. They kind of kept Penn State at arm's length after that. I think Purdue actually lost the second half, if I'm remembering correctly. I think they were up by 20, and they, lo- they win by 17. The degenerates out there may be a little bit upset. The spread was 18 and a half, and you probably saw this happening. The uh, painter pulled some players. Um, the ref made a, a foul call at the end that was an interesting one just because it was like, why call that? But um, Purdue, Purdue wins by 17 in kind of workman fashion in the second half. This game's – I don't want to say it's a uh, – it's a classic game where maybe you're looking ahead. I don't think Purdue was looking ahead. I didn't get that vibe at all from Purdue. Um, I think Penn State fought pretty hard. I think Purdue made some pretty big mistakes. Coming off the Nebraska game, though, Purdue needed to get right. They did that in that five-minute period, honestly. Um, Zach Eady scoring uh, 30 points and grabbing 20 boards, and he probably should have had 34, 35 points. Um, but he – I'll check the stats here in a second with you. But he missed he missed quite a few free throws, which isn't really like him. I, I would say right now he's not shooting free throws very well, which is um, it's an unusual trend for him. We'll see what happens, see if we can get that wrangled. I think that comes down to focus. When it, It's not like it was at the – well, the last couple were at the end of the game. Um, 
he's in tremendous shape. One takeaway that I had sitting so low to the court and his size and his ability to move is so awe-inspiring. Like, it's one thing to watch the game from my, the normal places that I sit in Mackey Arena or even on TV, but when you are down low, uh, watching the way these, the physicality of the game, the way he engages the physicality when he comes down, turns to post and notch out space, uh, he runs baseline to baseline the entire game. It's pretty impressive. Uh, you guys already knew that, but just seeing it up close, it was it was excellent. It's, uh, it's like watching art. Um, also, um, uh, he was getting the hell beaten out of him. This is probably something you observed as well if you watched it on Big Ten Network. Robbie Hummel was in the house. Hummel and Revson were calling the game. Very unusual team, I think. I think that's an unusual team. I don't think Hummel's with Revson all that off, often, but they they showed Hummel on the on the. Uh, Jumbotron, the crowd loved it. One of Purdue's, if not Purdue's favorite son right now, I'd say in Purdue Athletics, it's right there. Uh, the 1974 men's basketball team that won the NIT was in the house. That was kind of cool. Painter had a moment with the team introducing them as family. Um, to the, the current players, that was pretty cool. Um, I was born in 75. I do not remember 1974. Some of you out there do. Um, but uh, overall, good vibes night. Great night, um, and uh, like I said, I think Purdue can play much better. Lance Jones got a couple cheap fouls that uh, limited him a little bit. Uh, he was pulled a couple times when he was starting to get hot. He also had a heat check shot that was questionable, let's say. But um, Colvin played significant minutes. My, I think my favorite takeaway from this game is the fact you kept everybody's minutes at 30 minutes and below, I believe. I haven't looked at the minutes yet. Everybody, all the starters, all the guys that play a lot, and you got – Significant amount of minutes for Morton, uh, for Heidi, and for Colvin. Those three guys obviously are the ones that I want to see if we can, we, if Purdue can um, uh, get them into more significant roles situationally. Um, obviously, Heidi has 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 a pretty nice role right now, and I and I maybe you agree with me, maybe you disagree, but I see a parallel with him and the way Aaron Wheeler was used in the. Um, in the boogie team in 2019, 2018, 2019, bad with years. Um, just because he is a he's a good defender, he is getting he's drawing the third or fourth best defender from the other team, so he gets some pretty good looks, and he's had a knack for he's had a knack for knocking down open threes in the corners specifically. That seems a lot like what Wheeler started doing as he was kind of uh, getting into rhythm with that team. And if he can play that that sort of role, just that sort of role for the rest of the season, good things uh, are coming the way for Purdue, in my opinion. Uh, Colvin had uh, some good looks. Colvin also had some minutes where he was a little um, uh, out of place on defense. I think he would tell you that. And um, overall, uh, just a, a solid effort, but Purdue can play better. One other note, in case you didn't know it, in case you didn't watch the post game with Coach Pate, uh, TKR uh, has been fighting a respiratory infection for, it sounds like, about a week, if not five days. So before the Nebraska game, he got that same thing that everybody's getting right now. Uh, I don't know if it's COVID or a big cold or R it's not RSV, but that's something that's going around people too. But um, my daughter had it this week, um, and she does not hang out with TKR. But the but. He's fighting through that right now. It sounds like um, if you're wondering why his production's a little bit down, that could be it. But he looked pretty good, too. He had a couple good looks. 
Um, but let me go over the stats real quick, and we can we can make this one a relatively quick work here. Um, Purdue wins 95-78. Purdue is 15-2. As I said, uh, Purdue still right now is number one. That's kind of fool's, uh, I don't want to say fool's gold, but it's they're, they're obviously not the number one team in the nation after losing to Nebraska. Nebraska, of course, backed, off, backed up their, their pounding of Purdue by getting worked by Iowa. Uh, that never makes you feel any better. Uh, I kind of wish Nebraska would have won a game or two after that to make that feel a little bit less... Uh, painful but that's uh that's not the way college basketball goes then it's not the way it goes for purdue right now and it if nothing else it makes me feel even worse about that loss um but that was nebraska's night good for them congratulations nebraska i wanted to do that i want to make sure i given congratulations nebraska one thing that purdue started out this game white hot from three they were seven from for ten to start and i think much of that came during that run that 20 let's say 27 to 2 Twenty-seven to two or twenty-five to two run. Um, Purdue was knocking down a lot of threes during that period of time, um, and then they finished the game forty-five point eight. Heard an interesting stat, interesting factoid, if you will. Purdue is one of the best. I think they're the best team, uh, best three-point shooting team in the Big Ten right now, and they shoot right at thirty-nine and a half percent versus Nebraska. I think they were thirty-nine and a half percent, something like that. I think we talked about that tonight. They shot. They made forty-five percent of their threes. The free throw shooting towards the end was bothersome to me. Purdue was shooting well over 70%, and you just watch that percentage dive towards the end of the game. Misses by, um, let's see, Edie missed a couple towards the end, and I think, I don't know who else missed them. Uh, but I think there was one other player. I can't. I just can't recall right now. Purdue finishes under 70% from free throw line. I, I think that's a bad, um, it's not, that's not what really good teams do. Purdue's got to get better at that. Got to get more consistent. Got to hit over 70% of the free throws to me to, to really be successful. Um, let's see. Okay, so Kaufman ran five points, uh, a couple a couple boards. Edie Herculean. Uh, uh, didn't matter what Penn State did. And they threw some interesting looks. If you watch the game, you saw Penn State throws a, a press uh, at their opponent. And it's a different press because what they try to do is they make you think it's a normal trap, but it's really not. It's designed to pick off the ball right after you get past half court. And Purdue fell into that at least two or three times. They would handle the initial tough part of the press, and they would kind of fall into the trap. That secondary, um, there's a safety right there, um, standing right around atop the three-point line, and that guy's there to, to catch an errant pass, and Purdue... Uh, they fell into it. So tonight, Purdue had 14 turnovers, and Penn State had nine. Almost the exact same count, if not the exact same count, as it was versus Nebraska. Purdue had 14 that game as well. Uh, this game goes obviously a little different. Mackey Arena home cooking was great. Paint crew was awesome. The The energy in the arena was great. It's always going to be good when the uh, when the students are back, and it had been over 40 days, I think at 40 days since they had uh, watched Purdue in person. So it was good to see. But Edie scoring 30, grabbing 20. Uh, he had three assists, and then he had three blocked shots. He did have four turnovers, but he was he was rock solid. The, like I said, the the maybe the thing that – this has happened a couple times this year where you look at uh, Edie's free throw percentage. He was 10 of 14, not awful. But when he's missing them is the thing that's bothering me towards the end of the game. And that might be fatigue. That could be fatigue. Or it could be lack of focus, but he's a pretty solid free throw shooter. I think he's in the 70s. I think somebody said he's a 70-something Purdue or 72% uh, free throw shooter. Um, 
Just gotta Purdue's gotta make sure they're making the plays at the end of games. Um, they can be backbreakers. Of course, right now Wisconsin Big Ten standings. Wisconsin is two games ahead of everybody. I think Purdue's in third, tied with three or four teams with two losses. Um, so Purdue has their work cut out for them. They've dug a, themselves a little bit of a hole. At the same time, Wisconsin is just winning. Um, and like I said, I don't care about the Big Ten title. Uh, Purdue has bigger fish to fry. So I want to keep getting better. So uh, this is a game that to me didn't show Purdue as getting better. One thing I love to see, I love to see Braden Smith uh, distributing the ball like he did tonight. Six, six points, 11 boards, uh, a steal, uh, just two turnovers, great ratio there. Um, four boards, I think it was six, bo- six points, four boards, 11 assists. So great game. Lawyer played uh, uh, fewer minutes, only 22 minutes. Uh, he had 11 points, uh, three assists, and a pair of boards. The guys that are coming in and kind of um, making that two-guard role, uh, I don't want to say interesting, but uh, Purdue's trying to figure some things out situationally. Of course, Heidi had he played for 12 minutes. He had eight points, um, two for two from three. Um, that's a solid night, and he was uh, he was exactly what you want a role player to be. Um, he didn't look too out of place on defense. He's a little bit ahead, of course, of um, uh, of Colvin. Colvin had ha- played 11 minutes, seven points. Uh, I think he missed yeah, he missed two threes. He was one for three. Not a bad night. Seven points, uh, an assist, uh, a couple turnovers. And Purdue got to clean the bench, which was great at the end. They got to see uh, Barrett and, uh, and Chase Martin. Ethan Morton played 16 minutes, very solid minutes. Off the bench, you have Morton playing solid minutes. Morton didn't show up much in the box score here, but he played better defense tonight and uh, a lot of energy. Um, and let's see, just one turnover. Gillis continues to – he's an absolute menace to opposition. And if you don't see it, you don't, like you don't see it in the box score, you would say, okay – Gillis plays 18 minutes, pretty significant, seven points, uh, a pair of assists, and only one board. He is doing everything. If you watch him without the ball, you watch the things he does for his teammates, you watch the, uh, the way he's busting his ass for every 50-50 ball. He's ex- I, I said it last time, last, last postgame, he's just extremely important. Uh, Will Berg played for a few minutes, which is awesome to see. And uh, let's see, did I miss anybody? Oh, Lance Jones. Lance Jones played 22 minutes. 14 points, uh, four boards, four assists, uh, but he had three turnovers. He, he shot three for seven from three. Um, like I said, he got hot. Uh, he was hot for a minute. It's the same thing. Lance will do this. I think he'll do this almost every game where he's going to have a two- or three-minute run where it's kind of his game. Getting past that two- or three- or four-minute run where it's really um, high production is the, is the trick. His ability to change gears and go faster than anybody on the court still is so much fun to watch. For me, it's still something that I know Smith plays with pace, but nobody attacks the hoop like Jones does right now in Purdue. And I don't think anybody's attacked the hoop like him. I mean, Ivy obviously was really good at getting to the, the hoop and absorbing contact, and we all remember him falling from six feet up in the air because of his athleticism. This isn't quite like that because Lance Jones, obviously, he, he gets there, he absorbs the contact, and he generally, he, like, Ivy, uh, like Ivy, he makes the, makes the shot at the end of it. Like I said, IU is up next on the 16th, so in three days. Um, played Assembly Hall. Um, if you look at the ESPN predictor, they say it's like an 80-something percent chance of Purdue winning. I don't feel that way. Um, I hate going into Assembly Hall. But at the same time, IU struggles shooting the ball. Uh, much of IU's strength comes uh, from 
you know, stuff around the basket in the lane. Um, and I don't think they, – they, they're a decent defensive team uh, when they want to be. But the fact that much of their strength comes from the lane, from being uh, – trying to battle teams in the paint, I think is a good thing for Purdue, obviously. But you've got IU on the road and then Iowa on the road, two straight games uh, before coming back home. So Purdue can do some work in the Big Ten race if you if that's your sort of thing um, or not. So not a lot of you guys are on here. Um, uh, I appreciate you here. Um, Kevin Bryant says, um, from the other Kevin in Albu- Albuquerque, multiple, multiple boiled sports watchers, listeners in Albuquerque. Awesome. Um, actually, my college roommate's in Albuquerque, too. Um, thanks always for the post games. Miss the game uh, and find... Uh, find it didn't record for some reason. Oh, that's that sucks. And I think it's Matt loves ball. I told you. Uh, if you look on YouTube, I think now it's called Matt loves ball highlights or something like that. Look for that. That this game should show up on there. It should show up on YouTube if you want to find a condensed version of the game. So do a little search. I think it's Matt love loves ball highlights. Very very good feed. If it's um, if it's still. Producing like it was a few weeks ago. That's kind of yeah, after he got shut down, he came back. I have no affiliation with him. Don't know him, but I think he does a great job. Um, let's see, Boiler Mom, Colvin, um, Colvin. I don't know. That must be something I was saying earlier when I was tripping over myself. I appreciate it. appreciate the the chiming in. Uh, Ancient astronaut says uh, the turnovers are crazy. Yeah, 14, 14 turnovers again. Uh, Purdue's got to figure this out. Belair's to it. Um, the thing that's in the back of Purdue fans' minds is still there. Um, what's going to happen in March? Can't play this way. Can't can't turn over the ball this much and expect to do big things in March. No doubt about it. Um, uh, I can't read this one. Olive, Olive Jazzer, Olive Jazzer, turnover are absolutely the key for the team. Great. Uh, Jay says, I think we'll find out more uh, on. Uh, on the road, this was expected uh, to be this to be expected against Penn State, but we can handle Bloomington. Okay, I like the confidence. Um, Purdue Purdue needs to uh, show what they are on the road, uh, meaning the team that I think we all all Purdue fans think they are is a team that can handle pressure, is better at it than last year. What they did in Nebraska um, was the exact opposite, right? They they the defense was not to a level I think Purdue fans have become accustomed to. Got to play better than that. So, um, But I like your confidence. I hope I hope they can handle their business in Bloomington. It probably goes back to me growing up in Indiana, the Hall of Calls, you know, the nickname it got, all the weird stuff that used to happen in Bloomington. We'd have teams that are relatively evenly matched. Uh, I think Purdue's a better team, but Assembly Hall's tough. And the other thing is, of course, IU swept Purdue last year. That has to be in Purdue's mind. To one of the things I would think the guys that are in their last year on this team would want to do is pay IU back. I hope that's in the front of their mind. And I think it is, but we'll see. Um, oh, Happy Reyes says, how are you going to be a star once you shake some, uh, shake some minutes uh, off a lawyer? So the Heidi, Heidi, to me, I mean, Colvin and Heidi, if you just watch the guys away from the ball, like, man, dang it, they look the part, right? That's And they're confident and they step up. Oh, that's one thing about Gillis. Um, like I said, Gillis, when he is looking for a shot, when he's hunting for a shot, 
He's a different guy. He's not doing that bubble, uh, or pardon me, the double uh, pump thing, grabs the ball, just kind of old Ryan Smith impersonation. Tonight, he was doing that. He had a couple where he caught the ball. I think he had one he caught the ball right in the corner, maybe twice where he knocked down threes. That's huge. Similarly, Heidi, much of the time, is looking for his shot, and he doesn't hesitate. When the defense is packed in and drawn in by Edie, he gets the ball in the kick out, and he knocks it down. Colvin it never... I don't think, well, he had, he had one. He gave up a shot. That's I was going to say something that wasn't very fair. He had, a, he had an opportunity to shoot tonight, and he got rid of the ball. Colvin likes to shoot, and that's nothing wrong with that. Just, so does Lance Jones. Um, they're offensive-minded players. Um, that's not the issue with Colvin to me. Colvin's issue is still coming in, fit, making sure he's in the right place on defense is, is going to go a long way. He made a couple errant plays. He didn't hang his head long. He, he stayed in the game, which is great. I think that's one thing Painter's trying to drive home with all the players. You've heard this over and over. It's not just based on production. That's not how success is measured for Purdue basketball. It's based on doing all the little things, making sure you're in the right place at the right time. It's not just about points. But I can tell you, Painter, if you come in off the bench and you turn it over, that's going to make him nuts. So um, CEO says, great game, uh, but close to 80 points given up. <coughs> yeah. <clears throat> It, the defense, to me, is a concern right now. I apologize for coughing. The defense is a concern right now because of what happened in the Nebraska game. Um, Purdue, I think, if we're going to be real honest, I think Purdue likes to play at a fast pace. Um, the Arizona game shows that. What Painter said before that game was kind of ice water for me. It was kind of an interesting thing. He said, we're going to run, get out there and run on these guys. I think one thing he may notice is that when teams have a time to have time to set up on Edie, it can be problems, right? They can they can do all sorts of exotic things to try to take Edie out of the flow. And the interesting thing is when Purdue runs, they are very productive. And Edie, with his immense size, is still incredible at getting up and down the court. I know I talked about that a minute ago, but I think that's one of the really kind of the the secrets in the sauce for Purdue is when Purdue is playing with high pace. Edie's incredible coming down that secondary break. We saw that. that He's done it a bunch of times this year where he gets the ball on a dump pass or something, and he has a head of steam, and you are in deep, deep trouble. Deep trouble at that point. Um, oh, Happy Raise again says, kind of hope we aren't number one heading to Bloomington. We're not going to be. You don't need to worry about that. I believe UConn will be number one unless they lost tonight. I think they played tonight, but I don't think they had a tough game. Let's see. Uh, feel like we need a week without a court storm and things to go south. If Purdue, I th so here's what I wanted. I think I said this after post game. I wanted Purdue to be in the six to seven range after getting shellacked by Nebraska, but then the rest of the top five didn't play along. They all lost as well. Kansas lost to a bad UCF team on the road, but it's a bad team, probably not a tournament team. Nebraska tonight makes me doubt my statement of them being a tournament team. I'll be honest, that was or yes, last night when they got thrashed by Iowa, that hurts. That hurts there. I mean, like, I, I'm like, okay, which Nebraska team is the real one is a question to me, for me. But um, I think Purdue is probably going to land at like three. That's my guess. You're still got that small number next to the name. And I think if IU beats Purdue ranked number three, they're still rushing the court. The funny thing is, the older IU fans, and even some of the young ones, the inconsistency among IU fans is one of the things that I think most Purdue fans have, a, have the biggest problem with. 
But you have this thing, they always talk about banners. Like that's all that matters is championships, national championships. And most of those championships came before many of these people were alive that are talking. But then at the same time, they rushed the court when they beat a second or third ranked Purdue team. Well, those two things don't add up. I agree with Anish. It's fun to rush the court. Guys want to rush, kids want to rush the court. That's fine. But you're either this national championship only driven uh, fan base and team, or you're one that gets absolutely thrilled when um, you go to the Sweet 16 and like Tom Crane teams, and when you beat highly ranked teams and you're just kind of a spoiler maker of sorts. We, We know that role. Purdue knows that role. In basketball, that's really not what Purdue is. Let's be honest. Purdue's not a spoil maker. In football, they're spoil makers, right? They're not a team that's in the true elite top 10, but they beat those teams. And maybe that's all IU is now. Let's hope they're not that ne- this week uh, in Bloomington. Kevin Bryant again says BTN is reshowing the game, compressed tonight at 2 a.m. Eastern. Very good. So you'll get to watch that relatively early. Is that 11? Two? Yeah. No. Midnight, your time, right? So set your DVR. Jen K, I recall Mason uh, nose-to-nose with Trace Jackson Davis at Mackey last year when the whole team stood on our side of the court in warm-ups. Yeah, Mason is um, – uh, he, tonight he almost got into it. There's number zero, if you didn't see it, on the Penn State team. He wasn't the biggest guy. He's quick. Uh, Curry or uh, – what's his name? I'll, I'll check this. His name is Clary. There we go. So Clary and he were getting into it a little bit at the free throw line and the refs who, by the way, NCAA refs, because you can't say it's just Big Ten. These are NCAA refs, remain awful. It's not going to change. I mean, it is so baked into the sauce. It's so bad that officiating is the way it is. But these refs, I thought their focus was completely wrong. They didn't call anything Edie would get fouled three or four times every time down the court, and they weren't going to blow their whistle. I, I know Edie kind of, after, after he gets the rhythm of the game, five, ten minutes in, then you see him, okay, you guys going to beat on me? Fine. Rats aren't going to call it? Fine. Um, one thing that was really refreshing, he didn't get into foul trouble tonight, which is awesome. But So Gillis and uh, the Penn State player got into it. Um, Gillis... Wasn't messing around. Was kind of smiling at him. Uh, but dude didn't want any part of that. Trace Jackson Davis didn't want any part of that either. Um, you need a guy like that on the team. Glad Purdue has Gillis for a lot of reasons. Mohill93 says, I think Painter needs to send lawyer a message. Always uh, felt like he used to bench guys. He didn't play that didn't play defense. Lawyer just doesn't bring uh, bring on the defense any of the time. Yeah, the game started out that way today. I mean, lawyer, the... the the issue that he has isn't uh, effort, and I think that might be the thing. When I watch, when I watch lawyer in person, like today, I tried to isolate and just watch what he's doing on defense. Sometimes you're playing a team like Penn State that has a lot, some guys with a lot of lateral, lateral quickness. Um, lawyer doesn't have it, and so matchups are going to happen. You're going to you're going to try to move him to the right guy or have him to the right, but switches happen all the time in this defense and. Um, Perhaps I'm just I'm trying to spitball here, uh, but perhaps it's just the fact that lawyer's effort is high. It's just the ability isn't that high. I don't know. He seems to like like he's incredibly good at being in the right place at the right time on offense, like making the right pass, um, 
and getting in, he gets into the lane really effectively. It's almost like one thing he needs to keep in mind is sometimes when you get in the lane, they're baiting you to get in the lane. They don't want you shooting a three because you're a better player from the perimeter than you are in the interior. The lack of situational awareness sometimes there gets me, right? He'll get ahead of himself, but I don't want to bash him. I, I, um, I do think the upside for Heidi is higher lawyer right now in this system i think lawyer if he can get his jumper to where i i believe it can be up four percent or something like that from three i think he can be an absolutely deadly part of a of a run in the tournament but he's not playing his best ball now so this is this is something we i think everybody would like to see some of the the really good efforts he had the gamers tennessee the gamers arizona come to mind everybody but uh, he played well on both sides of the ball in those games. I mean, that's the thing. He was playing absolute. Both those teams had dudes, um, and he played really well on both sides. So I, I don't think I addressed that at all. Sorry. Um, let's see. Well, 93 also says, I still think it's funny that IU has rushed the court against us twice in a row. I think it sucks that everybody must rest of the court against us. So, but I get what you're saying. Andy in Colorado says, "I just noticed. Uh, notice I used we. Yeah, we we got to work on that. You and I, Andy, we got to work on that. You and I got to work on the we. I did it today. I did, I caught myself. Uh, Clary, yep, that's right. Uh, Ed Albanese says, "Do you think we play Nebraska the same when they come to Mackey? What did we learn? Uh, here's one thing you." If you have watched Nebraska play this year, they are a very different team at Nebraska generally. I don't know. I think they played Iowa at Iowa, I believe. I didn't watch that game. I didn't have any power last night. I don't know if you're in Fishers. I think some of you guys are. I didn't have power for five hours, which is great. And so we did a lot by candlelight. I could have watched some on the phone, but I was trying to save my battery a little bit. But So I didn't get to watch any college basketball last night. Today I didn't get to watch any because I was at Mackey Arena and then driving home. So, um, But I think Nebraska is a very, I would call them a very good team at home and an okay team on the road based on what I've seen. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think based on what I've seen, the big thing is Tamanaga is so flammable. The dude, like I, I think he didn't do much at all versus Iowa, but he's so darn He's so streaky. When he is on and you're on the business end of that, it absolutely sucks. What he did versus Purdue, he he had an entire game that way. It wasn't a half. Generally, he has a really good half. Um, but And generally, he's really clutch, too. That's the other thing. So he'll have a good second half and just doom teams. Versus Purdue, he was just he was there the whole game. Uh, the other guy, the big man, Mast, uh, also was trouble for Purdue. Uh, it was tough, tough for Edie to guard the way they um, – the way they had him, the way they used him on offense, I think Painter will counter that a little bit when they come to Mackey. I'm excited about that game already. Um, Olive Jazzer. I, Olive Jazzer. I gotta. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Uh, we won't learn anything. We've proven we never learn anything. Goodness gracious. All right. All right. Let's keep it positive. I, I understand why many people think this way. It feels sometimes that we are on a bit of a um, uh, mice on a, a wheel. Like the same things happening over and over and over. I get it. At the same time, I keep saying this. So I have a, I, I told you, I have a pessimist in my family. I don't like calling people out, calling them names. I, he knows who he is. Um, but, and he listens to the show. But um, and I, we talked yesterday, last night. We all want to see what happens in March. We all do. We all want to see Purdue grow up. 
We all want to see different results. We all want to see kind of what we saw versus Tennessee years ago um, when Boogie was, or when Painter just said, guys, you can do this. You can play through it. That sort of attitude. The problem is time is time. We have to get through it from now to then. We can't jump. And so you have a choice to make. You can abandon and say, I'm not going to watch basketball or I'm not going to watch Purdue because I, oh, you know, I'm pissed off still from FDU game. Now it's been compounded by they lose to two mediocre teams in northwestern Nebraska. It feels the same. I get that. I get that completely. But my hope is that there is a maturation process that's going with this team and they will be ready and the matchups will be good and they won't have to ever play Fairleigh Dickinson again. It's a half joke. Um, let's see. Uh, Brock Stepler says, ready for Tuesday. Uh, I don't care about a Big Ten title this year, but I do want those both of those wins versus the school down south. I stand exactly where you stand. Big Ten title doesn't matter. If Wisconsin goes and they just run wild and they win it with three losses – uh, good on them, right? And, I mean, I don't like Greg Gard. I don't like Wisconsin. Um, but if if Purdue can can get get some a little bit of retribution back at IU, that'd be good, and then do it again at Mackey. I think Purdue will beat IU at, Ma- at Mackey this year. Assembly Hall is where I'm less confident. Two losses, by the way, in a three-game period for this team is not ideal. It's suboptimal. And that puts Purdue in a pretty bad position, I think, uh, for a lot of things. You have to, you'd have to go on a little bit of a tear to maybe earn back some respect. But like I said, we've seen the high seeds, all that stuff that I used to talk about. Winning the Big Ten is important because it gets you a high, speed, high seed. Being ranked all year, highly ranked, is important because it gets you a high seed. Well, we saw how much good that did. And so all my arguments, my logical arguments, I think, for these things, to care about these things, a little bit went out of the window last year because of that weird... By the way, if you don't, still don't understand how exceptional it is to lose, to lose that game. Goodness gracious. Um, let's see. Uh, Jay says, yep, uh, need some adjustments, at least on defense. Stretch, uh, a stretch can uh, still cause us problems. Uh, handling the press was a little bit of a problem tonight, too, uh, if I wanted to be critical of the team. Um, Ancient Estimate says, I don't care what it takes. Do not lose to IU. They want to win, too. This is the thing. It's a hard thing to to kind of get our heads around. That Those other the athletes on that side, they're really good athletes. They really want to win, too. They hear a different brand of garbage they have to deal with on the campus. So... Um, I mean, they want to win, too. So I think Purdue's a better team. I think Purdue should win, but okay. John uh, Jay, Jay says, Purdue 70, IU 65. Good. I think Purdue will score more points than that, but you could be right because IU tends to get teams down in the muck a little bit. Um, but I think Purdue will score more points. Uh, John Reinert says, did they honor the 74 team? Um, that's the funny thing. So I wasn't there super early, and I don't remember seeing them being honored. I will be honest, though. I did not pay attention at all at halftime. Like, did not pay attention at all. I was just talking. And they. I don't think they honored them then. I don't I don't think they honored them. So that's, that's my final answer. If they did, it was before the game, before I was even in the arena. So maybe somebody else can tell me I'm wrong, and that's fine. 
Or maybe I'm just really, really airheaded and missed that entire team. I and mean, they, they, almost the entire team was there. A lot of guys were there. So Mo P says, let's go. Uh, glad to catch the live version. Glad you're here, Mo. Uh, John Reiner, again, says uh, one of my favorite teams, 74. Uh, so, John, why was that one of your favorite teams? I know they say that's one of the best endings to a season. I don't know a lot about the 74 team. I know more about the... I guess the 80 team, of course, went to the Final Four. Um, everybody would. And I know a little bit about the 67 team, of course, because you had Mount on there and they went to the Final Four there. But 74, enlighten us in the comments or in this box. I think it'd be great. Um, Sean Stevens says, says, may need to take their uh, jockstraps to Bloomington if Johnson plays bad. Okay, yeah. So Sean is referencing the problem that Xavier Johnson has. He cannot keep his hands off other men's genitals. Uh, or out of their privates, if we're going to use a, 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 a term like kids, like or like you say around kids. He has not only nearly stuck his hand up the rectum of Ohio State player, but now he has grabbed um, another one this year. And I can't remember. They just played him. That was pretty embarrassing. But uh, he's done a lot of stuff that's embarrassing, honestly. Uh, he's, he is, he's a little bit – what he's like. He's like a – uh, he's like a really bad version of Lance Jones for them because he does things that are unexpected, but some of them are not good. Lance Jones may shoot a little bit too much to see if he's on, right? Um, and Johnson, he's a pretty good offensive player, and he's a really good defensive player. That's one thing. He adds an element of defense on the ball that's better than anybody on that team. Um, so he could create some problems for Purdue. But also, if you get in his head, he can do some really stupid things and draw technical fouls. So he's got a proven record of it. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is Purdue? Ed Almanay says, what is Purdue's Achilles heel? Looks like the team's uh, double and triple, and triple teaming Edie. It was a little different tonight than a lot of teams straight up, you know, like the bracket coverage. But Penn State does some things. They move guys around a lot. If you watched... What they're doing, it was pretty interesting. I thought their defensive, I, I thought their defense is very interesting. But they, but they extend their defense up top, and they are moving guys constantly. Um, it looks like they're coming over for to switch, and then they will go with a double team, and sometimes they pump fake it. It's, um, I thought that they're, they're an interesting team. They're a team that probably, if they can get some, you know, I mean, he had to build that team in a matter of months because I think everybody left. Um, whoever the coach is, I really don't know. Sorry. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But, um, yeah, they're, they they threw some pretty interesting looks at Purdue. Okay. Mohill93 says they were honored at halftime. Yeah, I was there, and I was literally not facing. That's not – I don't – halftime for me is a lot like – I missed Frisbee Dogs one time and didn't even know they were there, and I was in, the, in, the, in Mackey. Not kidding. Not because I uh, don't like Frisbee Dogs. I love Frisbee Dogs. I love 1974 team. But I wasn't paying attention. It's almost like commercials for me. My son makes fun of me. When commercials come on the TV, I, it's like I go to sleep. I'm, I'm, I get on my phone, check my text messages, because my new thing is I'm trying to be present. And then I'll try to catch up, because I'll get a bunch of texts during something like this. And maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't have a good excuse. I appreciate you saying that, though. Uh, yeah, the baby race. Mohel, I do remember that. Mohel93 says the baby race. So I remember the baby race. One baby absolutely smoked the rest of the field. That was exciting. All I can think of is those babies are crawling on a floor that is just covered with spit and sweat. So wash the baby's hands before you let the baby. I mean, they were they're cute babies, but that one baby was a thoroughbred. 
Um, yeah, uh, let's see. John Reiner says he was 12. That is the kill zone, right, John? You were 12 in 74. So that's the time where you really galvanize your fanhood for a team, right? I think every Purdue fan could say, when you were in middle school, that's probably your favorite team. That or the one that you were, when you were on campus and they did something, right? They went to, for me, obviously the Robinson team was a big deal. Um, but the but the uh, Three Amigos, that's, that's middle school for me. That, that's... Love that team. Troy, Todd, and Everett. Love that team. So, I get what you're saying. Uh, John Ryder says, Frank Kendrick, All-American, played for Golden State. Yeah, I saw Frank in the uh, in the locker room, and I loved seeing that. If you don't know the history of Frank Kendrick, if you're a little younger, Frank coached at Purdue under Katie, and then when Purdue had NCAA violations, I think Frank took too much of that on his shoulders. He had to. Um, I don't know. I don't know all everything that's around it, but what I do know is it feels like Frank had to take an unequal amount of that punishment, and and for a while um, Frank and Purdue weren't close. It's great to see Frank Kendrick back at Mackey Arena. It's great. He's he's an important member of the family. He was one of my favorite coaches when I was on campus back in the '90s. Um, just a super enthusiastic guy, great recruiter, regardless of what happened. Um, but yeah, that, so it was the Luther Clay and um, the Luther Clay issue, the NCA. I think that's what um, Kendrick had to pay a higher price for it. And so he's a he's a he's a great guy. Uh, oh, happy Rays says I'm nervous. Uh, we will let Galloway go crazy. Fast guard that plays D, bordering on dirty. He will frustrate us. Not sure who will draw him on our team. Okay. I like the way Galloway plays. I'll be real honest. The only thing I don't like about him is that it looks like he wears eyeliner. Um, some people, maybe that's your thing. I, I'm serious. I, I, does he wear eyeliner? I don't know. Or do his eyes just look like that? He also looks like uh, Mick from Teen Wolf. I tweeted that out the other day. Do you like that or not? I don't know. He looks just like the, the bad guy, the nemesis of Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf from the mid-'80s. So, um, but... Uh, Outside of that, outside the really important stuff there, he's a, he's a really good basketball player. And I think Purdue recruited him, and I think they wanted him, and he chose IU. Um, he's a guy that I think would fit in at Purdue because he does play hard defense. I don't know if he's dirty. I don't, I've never seen him make a play that bothered me too much. Maybe you guys can refresh my memory. But he plays hard. The good news is he's really not a good shooter. I know he went off on Purdue last year, I think, in one of the games. I think he hit a couple big threes. He's not a good shooter, though, generally. Now that I'm saying that, he's going to go off, isn't he? And I'm sorry. Um, somebody has to make uh, make baskets for IU. And, uh, but generally, they have a hard time uh, in perimeter shooting. They just do. Uh, but he's, he's, a, he's a big guy. I think a guy, the funny thing is Purdue has a young version of him. I'd say right now, Heidi could be like him in a year or two. So, um, yeah, I like Heidi. Mopi again says, uh, thinking lawyer 20-plus point, point game. We've already had people say they're predicting nuclear lawyer or whatever terminology you want to see it uh, or call it. Yeah, I think there's a good possibility of, of lawyer going off. He's due. And that would be a good team to do that. But if he – it depends on what they do. I'm telling you, if they, Xavier Johnson is a good defender. So, IU has some guys that can, that can defend. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mohill 93 says, uh, big fan. Uh, big fanhood was of Willie Dean, Baby Boilers. That was my favorite middle school team. Yeah. The, um, yeah, that, that team was fun too. Um, Willie Dean 
a lot like Colvin and um, and Jones. If he got the ball in his hand, he was pretty much shooting it, and he was fun to watch. I had I think that team had Carson Cunningham on it too, if I remember correctly. That was that was a fun team. Uh, John Reinhart says, yes, got all the autographs from the locker room. My grade school team went in. Friends, dad, knew one of the coaches. That's awesome. Coach Sexton and uh, George Faber. George Faber's son and I went to high school together. I think he passed away a couple years ago, sadly. But uh, my dad actually worked with George Faber, too. So, yeah, uh, George Faber's a big dude. Um, John Reinhart says, Magic Aid, 12. Yep, that's it. Final comment. Mohol 93 says, uh, Trey just plays hard. I think he was going to... Go to Purdue, but a guy named Jaden Ivey committed. That's it. That's the story. You're correct. Purdue got Jaden Ivey. IU got Trey Galloway. Pretty good deal for Purdue. Um, and I think it was one of those things where I think Painter still may have had, tell me if I'm wrong, you can, but I think they still had room, and Galloway said no thanks because he wanted more playing time. I think that's true. Eric Brickley says, uh, could it be possible that Lawyer may just be conserving energy for the end of the season I feel like he's saving up for a big run of the tournament. Okay, Eric, you may be right. In his in his mind, that could be what he's thinking. I, I hope not. As a guy who coaches kids, like younger kids, I'm not I used I always say you don't conserve energy as a player. You go. When you're in you're in the game, and it doesn't matter what sport, I've coached a lot of sports, go hard, right? You do not do things fifty percent. You do not save your energy for later. You go hard. It's the coach's job to manage your energy and to get somebody else in there. Similarly, I, I sure hope Lawyer is not thinking that way. Lawyer has a little bit of Joe Barry Carroll attitude, meaning like sometimes it looks like there's not a whole bunch of like uh, piss and vinegar to him, right? You don't have a lot of uh, gusto at times. I know, I know it's not all the time. I think that that could lend to what you're talking about there, the idea of that. So... Let's hope that's not the case. I think Lawyer is due, though. I will say that. I think he's absolutely due, and I think he can do big things. Um, yeah. Olive Jazzer says, this is such an amazing postgame show. Thank you. So what I, I changed my format a, a couple weeks ago unintentionally, and I started trying to do a little bit more of a handsome hour type of thing where it was more talking about, in general, the program, things like that. Um, and it... The post games are long now. We are near an hour. This is like a handsome hour almost right now. And by the way, Jay and I have been trying, just in case you love the handsome hour, and I know many of you have been requesting a handsome hour, Jay and I have been trying to put something together. Um, if you don't know, he is an extremely busy dude. He, um, I'm not going to talk about what he does for a living. He's, he's, he's somebody that does, has like a really good job. And then on top of that, he volunteers I don't want to. I don't know what his philosophy about talking about that publicly. So he volunteers at something. Takes a lot of his time after work. He's a dad of two. He had some things that uh, pulled us away. We tried to get a handsome hour uh, done on Friday. We were going to record. It didn't work. We're still trying to get it done. He also tried to do the post game today. We didn't get it done. So those of you who are clamoring for a bit of J money, it's we'll get it for you. Thank you for saying you like this format and this post game. I I, um, I love this. I love talking to you guys this way. I think it's great. I think it's a good way for us to connect and figure out things together. I mean, I know I, that's, I'm not trying to say this is like a psych thing, but in a way it is. I got to tell you, my head is messed up after some Purdue games, and I absolutely need to talk it out. And so I've always talked about the catharsis of this. That's the original reason I 
was one of the people that started Boiled Sports was to deal with heartache when Purdue would drop a big game and still doing it 18 years later. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jin K says, Coach Matt Painter says the same thing about the players not conserving energy. Awesome. Good. He and I are on the same page. I would, it's an interesting thing. I, I've talked to Painter like twice. Talked to him one time in passing in the hallway when my son went Purdue basket, to Purdue basketball camp. And I've talked to him another time in passing. The funny thing is, I know Painter does not like people that are super critical of him. He does a pretty good job holding it together. And if he's listened to this show, he would hear that I get critical at times. But the, the advantage that I have, I will say the advantage that I have is that I am not a person that's beholden to Purdue at all. We don't make money off this thing. Um, so we say, we talk about almost everything we're thinking. There's a different level of unfilteredness that I will show to my friends that my, many of my friends have seen another level of anger or whatever. You guys have seen parts of it. Um, but I will generally tell you guys an overview of what I'm thinking. Even when, if I'm pissed off at Painter, if I'm pissed off at whatever. And so I wonder, I, yeah. It could be part of the reason that we're not invited to all the cool guy parties. But I've never been a cool guy. So uh, let's see. Uh, Sean Stevenson says, hit that like button for the best wrap-ups. Yeah, smash that like button. Tell me what you think about the stupid thumbnail I did. Or don't. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I shouldn't have done it. Somebody said that's a good way. <clears throat> I'm not trying to, at this point, I'm really not trying to um, be profitable on this. We could have monetized this feed we chose not to monetize this feed a year ago. When you get over, I think, 1,000 subscribers, you can monetize. And we don't have a ton. We just have really good ones. How about that? Those of you out there who subscribe, we don't have all of them, but we've got the best subscribers. So, Leonard 22 is here. This live stream feature is great. I'd love to learn how to do this. I We're going to get you there, Jay. We're going to get you there. That's Jay Money right there, my pal, um, in the comments section in real life. Um Let's see. But there's funny stuff happening. Uh, Anish is, is Anish really six feet tall? No, like Jay says below, he's five seven. No, Anish is six foot four. Uh, Jay is five ten. Uh, Michael is probably six two. I'm guessing, and I bring up the tail here. I'm the the shortest of the group, five four. Dave, in case you're wondering, I think Dave's a little bit taller than me. Jay, maybe you can sound off on this. I think Jay, I think Dave is probably five. Seven, I think five eight. I I don't know. He's right in there. We are not tall. Um, and I always the funny thing is, and Jay knows this. Uh, Jay Money knows this. I sometimes give him too much height. I will. Um, I think I've given him credit for being up near six foot before, but I think he's five ten, five eleven, right in there. Uh, yeah. So we got a lot of hearts. That's great. I don't know who's doing that. It's awesome. Um, uh, I think that's worth some balloons. Does this work still? Let's see. We'll see you in a second. Um, I can't tell. I've got a buffer. I'm watching myself. Let's see. Do the balloons go off? Is there going to be a party? Hold on. I'm still I'm still waiting for myself. The buffer is long. So, um, let's see. Law, uh, lawyer is lawyer getting enough shots? Lawyer isn't getting enough shots. Says who's Johnny? Okay. Um, the, the, here's the problem. Painter has to deal with. He talked about tonight in the post game. A deep team is not always the best team for individuals, right? Because what individuals wanted about a seven or eight-man rotation where they play all the time. A deep team, a 10-man rotation, which Purdue could go 10 men all the time. They will not do it in many games, but they could do it right now. 
that takes minutes and that takes shots away from players. A guy like Lawyer is probably going to be best served as being a volume shooter. The problem that he's got right now, he's got a guy on his team that absolutely is a surefire high percentage bucket, right? Regardless if he has people hanging on him, and the best, safest play first is to see if he's got, if you can get get him the ball. After that, you have other guys that can do it too. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe Lawyer ain't getting enough shots, but he's not going to get any more this year. Um, Olive, Olive, Olive Jazzer. Wish I could figure out what this is supposed to be. Why not two hours? Sure, we can just keep going. We're at 56 minutes. I'm going to try to wrap it up. I already told uh, some of you guys that I've read my last comment, and that was 20 minutes ago. Um, who's Johnny says, lawyers are best shooter by far. I don't think that's true. <clears throat> I think Smith's our best shooter by far. <laughs> when I say our, Purdue's best shooter by far. I think Smith's the best shooter. Uh, I don't have stats in front of me, but that's what, I, that's what my gut tells me. Jay Bunny is my hero. Jay Bunny is everyone's hero. Um, who's Johnny says, you can't mess with lawyer's head. He will lose his confidence, and he's way too important. Who would you rather have in a, during, during close game, Heidi or lawyer? So you shouldn't handle, this is again, from coming from a coach, you should handle, I understand there's psychological things you have to do, but you should not, and I think you're trying to say that it'd be the detriment of the team to come down on him. And I'm not saying come down on him. I'm saying you have to get, you have to develop these other players. You have to develop these other players. And the reason you have to develop these other players is because Purdue will face, face teams that are athletic and bigger and stronger. Lawyer simply struggles against those teams. You have to have a guy you can come in and say, okay, if Lawyer's struggling staying in front of somebody, you bring in Heidi. Maybe you bring in Colvin. Maybe you bring in, I know a lot of people are down on Morton. I am not down on Morton still. Morton is physical on defense. He doesn't even look for his shot anymore, which I think is a shame because he's Two years ago, not last year, two years ago, he was he was shooting the ball really, really well. So, um, let's see. Uh, Jack Leonard have any more? Okay. Uh, my Purdue basketball nerves are cashed, says, says John Reinhardt. Um, let's see. I think that's it. I think I, I'm not doing a good job on your name. Olived Jazzer. Olived Jazzer. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. So uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in live um, and really do appreciate it. Love the fact that, that I mean, it's funny. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of something. We, we got momentum as a group here. As it got, we got further in. Everybody said, hey, let's all gather around the table. Enjoy a rye. I'm drinking a rye by Double R tonight. I think it's Double R. This is the one I think I've told some of you guys about this. It's a good one. I'm just sipping on it. I haven't drank much at all. So, hope you had a great evening. Hope you enjoyed seeing Purdue beat Penn State up for five, six minutes and handle their business the rest of the game. Next up, no more playing around. IU and Bloomington. Uh, it, uh, it could be really fun or really crappy. Either way, I will be here with post-game thoughts. That's my, that's my promise to you. And I'm going to try. My pal and I, Jay Money and I, are going to try to get some sort of Handsome Hour-esque thing recorded. My buddy was so darn, so angry, so pissed when he couldn't get on. Uh, he tried everything he could, had issues with drivers, had issues with software, had issues. Um, I felt so bad for him. Uh, he was doing everything he could. And tech, if you've done anything like this, if you stream, sometimes it feels like the world's against you. 
It was one of those nights for, for Jay. So, uh, yeah, Jay Money is saving lives. Yes, he is, literally. So, like I, like I said, I don't know. I, I never know what I'm supposed to say. I don't want to. He's a bad dude. He must have said some stuff up here that I missed. Um, yeah, but uh, he's a good dude. Uh, and Anish is not 5'7". So, um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being the best part of Boiled Sports. <laughs> God bless you. Hammer down. Uh, we'll talk to you after the IU game. See ya.